Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 114 of Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I fan girl out. I talk with Jolene Park. She is the queen of a gray area drinking. Now, if you ever turn into a little app called YouTube, you might have seen her amazing TEDx talk around gray area drinking. It has garnered over 180,000 views. And Jolene is here to talk about her recovery journey and how she is helping other women solve their gray area drinking issues. This is such a fantastic episode, so let's get into it. It is holiday season, and if you are looking for the perfect gift for that sober lady in your life, including yourself, head to a sobergirlsguide.com and get yourself some sober girl swag. We have really fantastic crew necks, t-shirts, even sober girl necklaces. Head to a sobergirlsguide.com now. Jolene Park, I am so, so excited to talk to you. I am just really excited to get your experience, your knowledge. How are you? What's going on? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm kind of winding down here at the end of the year and taking taking a little conscious rest um, this last month and it's feeling, feeling really good. So it's, it's fun to be here and, and talk with you at this time. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've been in a conscious rest for a couple months now. <laughs> Definitely a much needed like break and shift and slowing down with the rest of the world is kind of nice. It's kind of different. It is. It is. And it it can feel good. But to some people, it it doesn't always feel good. So it's it's interesting to to play with right now. To me, it's feeling really good to, to just downshift a bit. Yeah. And like, what does it look like to relax? Like, what, what is that? What does that feel like? (laughs) 
I mean, sleeping more, going to bed earlier at night and, and, you know, really letting myself sleep long and deep. Um, And then just more, you know, it's a little fluid during the day. My my calendar's more open. Um, Right now I've wound up my, my latest um, coach training. So I have more space Um, walking outside, reading, (laughs) taking a nap, like really just kind of, um, that yummy just space mm-hmm. on my own to where it's just kind of quiet and some reflective time and, and some restful time. Mm, nice. I love that. I have a question. So I always ask like, you know, obviously you're very successful. I want to know what like your sleep schedule is like, like when do you go to bed and then like, when do you wake up? Mm, that's a really good question. Cause I work with clients a lot on uh. that. I, um, I tend to be a night owl. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just where I, it, you know, where I feel like in the day I have space, like the day is just active and, and demands and email and, and work. And then kind of that, like seven o'clock on, mm-hmm. I, I actually, I like that time and I'll tend to write a lot and be a lot more active. Um, but kind of from a biorhythm standpoint, yeah. um, it, you know, would do me better to, to be asleep before 10 o'clock. And, and I don't always do that, but it's actually something like I just mentioned now sleeping more. Um, I mean, last night I pretty much went to bed at like seven thirty, eight 8 o'clock and went oh to gosh. sleep and it felt so good. So in the winter time, I, it, it changes, you know, in the summer I'm up a lot later, but in the winter I kind of pay attention more to the light and dark cycles. Yeah. So, so I'm going to bed earlier now. And then I tend to wake up, you know, kind of later as well, especially when I go to bed late. So I tend to wake up more like around eight in the morning. I, I'm not an early riser. Okay, good. Oh my gosh, that makes me feel so much better. <laughs> I like I I am like up at like maybe 6:30, like 7, but then I like stay in bed. I'm like, "Oh, cool. Now I have another hour." It's like I get this second little burst of sleep. And it's yeah. so great. It's so deep. It's Yeah, crazy. and you know that 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. sleep is really regenerating to the adrenal glands. You know, there's the, there's the biorhythm clock of through the 24 hour cycle, different organs are, are active. And a lot of people say when they're drinking, they have a heart, they wake up from like one to three and that's the liver time, the real active time for the liver, but the active time for the adrenal glands when they really regenerate is that 5am to 7am. And a lot of people pull themselves out of bed, uh, you know, yeah. make themselves get up around five or so. But if we stay in bed, it's really regenerative sleep in, in that early morning time. Interesting. Maybe that's what I'm craving. That's what like my body is telling me like, no, stay, regenerate yourself. Oh, that's so cool. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Conscious rest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Even when I'm unconscious to it or not fighting it, trying to fight it. So Jillian, you're a functional nutritionist and you also are a non-drinker. So I wanted to I definitely want to go into the gray area drinking your amazing business and all that stuff. But I wanted to back it up a little bit and find out what your life was like before you came into this amazing situation that you are in now. Mm. Well, I certified in functional nutrition in 1999. So that is my foundation and, and base of my work over the years. In 2001, I founded my consulting company, which is called Healthy Discoveries. And 
what I always wanted to do was do corporate wellness. And in the early 2000s, people said, A, I don't even really understand what that is. (laughs) And B, (laughs) good luck with that. Like maybe keep your your day job. In 2014, I got kind of the, the once in a lifetime, you know, contract. Um, that that happened in with a corp a big Fortune 500 um, company. They found me. They came to me oh, and wow. said, "Come in and teach um, some wellness classes." And I said, "Yeah, that's what I do." I hadn't been doing it, but my website yeah. was up, and so I um, started this seven year contract with with a big Fortune 500 company and wow. um, traveled around the country for seven years. And I think that's also why I'm not an early morning riser because I live in Denver in Mountain Time, and yeah. so much of my work for um, all those years in my 30s was flying to the East Coast and having to be up and teach at like 7 a.m. Eastern time. And my body clock, that's 5 a.m. And I'd have to get up at like 3, 4. So I kind of did that for a decade. And now I'm like, I sleep till eight in the morning. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I I did um, corporate wellness classes and loved it and used my functional nutrition. Um, I a lot of what I talk about in my nourish acronym that I talked about in my Ted talk was what I was teaching kind of that comprehensive approach. Yes. I'm a nutritionist, but um, what we eat isn't, you know, isn't the full picture. It's who are the people in our lives and, and are we sleeping and relaxing and what do we do for fun and what's the spiritual aspect. And so I was, that was, that was my corporate work and, and I loved it. Um, And then the healthcare reform came around and and kind of the the structure of, you know, corporate wellness changed around 2011. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I didn't, you know, they they were cutting contracts. Um, And my drinking, you know, as as some might imagine, really amped up during that, it was stressful, you know, I was an entrepreneur. And um, things were really shifting after a decade of really, you know, enjoying that work. And now I was like, now what's my work. So my drinking amped up, my drinking was always in the picture, but it never looked abnormal. So I was teaching wellness, teaching nutrition, um, professionally. And then on the weekends, I was at book clubs with with girlfriends and doing girls night out and happy hours. And it was kind of that young professional single women getting together and having drinks. Mm -hmm. Um, So I fit in like I looked normal, nobody, nobody ever would have looked at that group that I hang out with and singled me out and said, Oh, Jolene's like the big drinker. Right. Um, But it was very easy for me to order a glass or pour a glass and then say, ah, screw it. I'll have another, I'll have another. And that turned into a bottle very frequently, very easily. And then I'd go back and teach wellness and teach nutrition. Um, So that was my pattern. And then, you know, things started shifting with my career, um, had to look for new contracts, the stress of that, I started drinking more. and would go back and forth a lot, kind of from 2011 to 2014, I would quit drinking, I'd say, Oh, I'm going to do a paleo challenge, or I'm doing a yoga training. And so I wouldn't drink for 30 days or seven months, or I did that handfuls of times. Mm. Um, And then, you know, after a couple weeks or months, I'd say, why am I being so restrictive? Like, I don't, you know, I, I don't need to be so all or nothing. So black or white. So I'd go back to drinking and go right back to where I was. It was the same groundhog day. Um, and, and even more. So it got to be December, 2014. And I had just done the back and forth so much that I just really knew I've said this, you know, at other times, I just knew in my bones, I was Mm -hmm. done. 
And, um, and I quit for good. And that was six years ago. My six year anniversary is coming up in, in a couple of days. Oh my um, gosh, amazing. Days. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's the trajectory of the irony of teaching mm-hmm. wellness, teaching nutrition, and drinking like most women drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll say that to people. They're like, oh, was it a pro-? You know, I, I say, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't drink. And, they're, and they'll kind of have that look. And I'm like, there's no dark story. There's no big crash and burn. But I drank like most women around me today drink. And you can kind of see the look in their eyes. They're like, yeah, I can, mm. I can get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and drinking like that for me was, was very problematic. You know, mm-hmm. um, again, it was very easy for me to drink a bottle of wine um, frequently. And it was a real pattern and habit. And there's nothing about that that's, um, you know, in a healthy range of drinking. It was, it was a real problem for me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny. Like it doesn't really, I mean, the, ter- like the term, like if you look at like what constitutes an alcoholic or, you know, staying within the guidelines of how many drinks a week or, you know, to quote unquote, not be an alcoholic or to qualify as an alcoholic, it really doesn't really matter. It matters in how it makes you feel. Right. Like, like, like you said, you got along with, with all your girlfriends and you were just kind of going with the, with the crew, but for mm-hmm. you, you know, it just, something wasn't right. It wasn't sitting right. Um, do you find that was a little more challenging to overcome because it looked and somewhat felt like, like everyone else? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, for for years, kind of through that work, so I'm working, you know, and I love wellness, I love everything kind of the latest healthy discoveries, like I I still do. It's just it's my passion of like, what's kind of the next, um, next thing like right now, I'm um, learning about just I've kind of gone down this rabbit hole of water. And just Ooh. the, I mean, of course we know about hydration, yeah. but I recently um, found some data and really studying just how, I mean, the, what hydration in our body does. And it's fascinating to me. So, so yeah. I always continue. I've always been like that. I'm really interested in, in all things kind of from a biochemical standpoint, from that mind body standpoint and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, would drink way too much wine and wake up the next morning and always felt awful. I mean, I was never one who could kind of, it was like, oh, I'm not really hungover. I was always hungover. And in, yeah. in many of those times, I'm also downloading alcohol memoirs from Amazon. Ah. Um, you know, this is like, a, this is like 10 years ago. Right. And, um, and so there was, you know, the classic drinking a love story, which is so well written. I mean, how, how she writes, writes that book, Carolyn Knapp, I think is the author. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's such a gripping, intriguing book, but I would read it and go, but that's not my story. Like her, the way she drinks is so much more extreme than the way I drink. Right. And so I, and there was this like, kind of unconscious, but pretty conscious too. searching. I'm like, is somebody writing, can they put into words like my experience? And so I kept, I would read a lot of these alcohol books. Yeah. And this is pre, you know, Annie Grace and Holly Whitaker and Laura McCowan and Claire Pooley, like who have now written, you know, really great books that I would have loved to have read 10 years ago. Totally. So yes, it was hard because I certainly didn't talk to anybody about it. I mean, I never butted up with friends mm-hmm. because a lot of them were even drinking more than I was. 
And so it's like, what do I even kind of say? Cause I didn't look like I was drinking too much. Um, But yeah, it was a real, like, and that was part of the back and forth because I would stop drinking. And then I'd be like, like, I don't have this catastrophic thing. Why am I stopping drinking, you know, full stop? So I would start drinking again. And that really played into years of going back and forth, back and forth. But then in 2014, it was just such a like knowing in my gut, I can't know what I know about trauma, about physiology, about biochemistry, neurotransmitters, about breast cancer. I just can't know these things health-wise and keep continuing to drink the way I'm drinking. And so it was just, it was very personal. It was very intuitive. Um, And it was like, I kind of just don't care but I'm doing this to do this. And I know that people won't understand that I can't care about that. And I'm going to stop. And so that I, you know, I would always say too, I drank um, quietly because often I would drink at home by myself a lot too yeah. on the couch with a bottle of wine. And then I also say I quit quietly. Mm. So that first year was pretty quiet um, about it. I mean, I just kind of piecemeal did it on my own, what I knew about nutrition, wellness. I, you know, put those pieces in, which I now, you know, use to coach and train other coaches, um, all of that. But then around um, 2016 was when I met Annie Grace and went on the home podcast with Laura and Holly and started, it was like, oh my gosh, where were these people 10 years ago? Like, this is who I was always looking for. But it wasn't until I stopped that I found um, all these other voices. Yeah. I I mean, it's so fantastic to see this whole booze-free community really flourish and it's just growing every day like every single day it's really it's really cool to see and just so much I mean not easier to stop but it just feels so much more inclusive like you're you're not alone you're not the only one and there's so many voices out there now it's really great yeah Um, I agree it's I mean if you're listening and kind of in that back and forth and um, questioning and you have stopped and you know, this is it's such a beautiful community and it's a global, um, there's so many people, just thousands and thousands of people that yeah. weren't around 10 years ago. So um, yeah. y- people certainly are not alone and the resources right now are, are amazing. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of resources, I wanna know how you came up with your coaching programs and, and what those look like. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. Yeah, so... Um, My coaching is a a lot of the work that I've been doing since 2004 um, Mm -hmm. with my wellness work, with my nutrition work. Um, I I had developed my wellness wheel, which has 10 spokes. Mm -hmm. And so those spokes are nutrition, exercise, emotions, relaxation, leisure, 
service, finances, spirit, spirituality, career. I forgot one. <laughs> There's Money? one other in there. But that's what I was teaching in corporate. And okay. in 2016, I met Annie Grace, who wrote This Naked Mind. She and I live really close to each other in Colorado. Oh, cool. And she had she had just published her book or she had just kind of put it out like on LinkedIn and was getting feedback and just kind of starting to distribute it. Yeah. Um, and she and I met and, and I said, you know, I haven't drank for a year. This is, I, I'm really interested in, in the brain chemistry side of things, the physiology. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, what I've been working with of like looking at the emotions, looking at relationships, um, relaxation for, you know, years. Um, but I can, this is actually then really what helped me quit drinking. Like I applied my own model, my own work. And I showed it to Annie one day at lunch. And she said, this is amazing. Um, you should be coaching. <laughs> and she yeah. said, I have people coming to me who are reading my book, wanting coaching. And the one-on-one -on -one isn't the piece. She says, you know, I have my book. I want to, I have kind of a, another vision. Can mm -hmm. I send people to you? And I said, okay, sure. So I, so I, sh cause I had been coaching, I'd been doing nutrition coaching. Right. So I um, kind of reframed my coaching a little bit and called it the craving brain specifically for people who, you know, are quitting drinking. If you yeah. feel like they're in that gray area and Annie started uh, sending clients to me and then I started doing podcast interviews, um, started my own podcast, did my Ted talk and just organically through all of that, that's how kind of my coaching audience came to me. And I just kept fine tuning um, the data, the research and kind of the practical resources that I've been using, teaching and sharing over the years for gray area drinkers. Wow. That's amazing. I want to talk about the TED talk. How did that come to be? And how did that feel presenting that? Because that's pretty incredible. Like that's a huge, huge accomplishment. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like it was such a culmination um, of really 20 years of work mm -hmm. uh, for me. And honestly, when I apply, because I, I always knew I wanted to do a TED Talk, but I didn't quite have it dialed in on what I wanted to speak about. Yeah. And, and I submitted the application talking about, you know, there's, there's this huge epidemic right now on problem with women and alcohol. Yeah. And that was my, that was kind of my, my, my broad 
application description. And the TED team came back and said, we've selected you. We'd like you to be one of our speakers. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't have a talk. So, um, so it really was the culmination of all my work and all my speaking. You know, I, I've, I um, have been a trainer and a public speaker. Um, that's always been, been my work. It was my degree in, in college as well. So speech cool. communications, emphasizing um, group facilitation and public speaking. Um, but when I got accepted then to, to give the TED Talk, I had six weeks to, to really hone it no. in and, um, and create the talk, which was an exhausting process. So yeah, Fresh so it was on. a lot of work to, yeah. to write it and practice it and, and hone it, um, you know, the original kind of uh, rough draft, you know, my first version, I sat four friends down and said, all right, listen, and they all just kind of had these blank stares is like, this is too much like we don't in like, because I was trying to do too much science and too much. And they're like, you need to just start again. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh. So I went back to the drawing table many, many times and, Mm -hmm. um, and got it honed in with my nourish acronym, which is my wellness wheel. Yeah. Um, which I'd always been been teaching and using. And then um, a lot of my work too is the somatic side of things. Okay. So really working with the physiology of the fight, flight, freeze part of the body, kind of the Ooh. animal brain, the anxious brain. And so I have a, I've done somatic therapy, um, which has been very helpful to, to me and my anxiety. And so I worked with a somatic coach um, a lot during, you know, to, to prep for my TED talk. Of really just working, staying in my body. Mm. <laughs> if, if that you know term, uh, I, we can talk more about that. But just yeah. staying grounded, staying embodied, and really working with the process. Because I don't have a fear of public speaking, but I had yeah. to work through that. You know, on a TED stage, you have fifteen minutes. You get one shot, and that's it. <laughs> there's yep. no notes. There's no teleprompter. There's no. Yeah. And so I was, you know, exhausted and afraid. Um, through mm-hmm. a lot of that preparation. And so w- I worked through that, you know, um, prepping for it of like, what if this totally just bombs or, you know, what if I forget everything on stage? What if, so I did a lot of prep behind the, s- the stage to really like stay with myself, yeah. um, which is the work when we're not drinking. Can we stay with ourselves? Can we stay yeah. grounded and embodied and not kind of be pulled by, different, you know, how the wind blows, so to speak, each day. And so that honestly was, was what got me through that TED talk. But it's also a lot of my work is Mm -hmm. working with the body on on regulating the the body to so I could get on the stage and and do that talk. Wow. Yeah. I think when when I ask people to break down what confidence means to them, like for themselves, grounded, always comes up. It's always a word that that is assimilated with, with ground, with confidence. How do you stay grounded now? Well, you know, for me, there's a real practical practice, which I've learned in my somatic study. And, you know, on on just the real practical level is practically feeling my feet on, on the floor. So right now I'm sitting here talking with you and I have socks on, but I can feel the carpet under my feet. And so I'm, I'm talking, but I can also mentally kind of sense like that sensation of the carpet. And so bringing mental attention down to our feet, anytime, any place um, is always helpful 
like wherever we are driving a car, our feet are, you know, on the, on the floor of the car or in an airplane or on asphalt or whatever. So um, just from a real practical, like anywhere, anytime, notice what the surface, that sensation is under your feet. Um, Hmm. And also, uh, you know, uh, uh, another kind of extending that practice is I really like, you know, as much as I can walking. So probably after we do this interview, I've got some space this afternoon and I have a dirt path that I go out and and walk on for about an hour. Um, I love walking barefoot. And there's like, that's the kind of data that's fascinating to me. Kind of, it's like, you know, the, the electron, whatever that does, like when your feet actually touch sand, touch dirt, um, it's literally very grounding and, you know, just kind of a simplistic in layman's terms, it calms the body when the body touches dirt, touches grass, touches sand. And, um, and when the body's calm, the mind can be more calm. Interesting. I'm trying to think back, like when the last time I put my feet on grass was. And like, all all I can think of is like squishy, like the squishy dirt underneath of it. And it, yeah, like I was so calm and present and yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. It is an interesting thing to think about Mm. to kind of query of when was the last time that our bare skin, it could be hands or our feet or like the back of our legs, we have shorts on, are touching the dirt, the sand or the grass or or snow or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, you know, there, there is an argument that if we're feeling ungrounded and kind of frantic and you look out at the world today and just mm-hmm. how kind of chaotic things are, there could be an argument if everybody would touch the earth, mm-hmm. it can, it calms things. And um, not just my opinion, this is the type of, you know, healthy discovery stuff that I just, you yeah. know, geek out on, but there's a documentary I would recommend for everybody listening and it's called I think it's earthing the science of grounding or it's grounding the science of, I think it's earthing the science of grounding and you can find it on YouTube and it's like an hour long and it will motivate everybody who watches it to go stand outside with your feet with grass on grass or dirt. It's very, very inspiring at the power of, of the ground from from the actual earth. Oh, I love that. I'm looking at the grass right now and my feet Got your name on it there. <laughs> I and love then, that. And then, and then notice, you know, so this is yeah. what I always work with, with my clients. And, and it's a big part of my own philosophy too. So, you know, we hear all these things like go stand on the grass barefoot or meditate right. or what, you know, exercise or whatever. Um, but it always comes back to, but notice what happens next. This is the neuroscience. Okay. So, you know, somebody could do yoga mm-hmm. and then notice that they're really agitated. And that's, that's really mm. good data. And that's really good to know. It's not right, wrong, good or bad. It's right. just for their organ, for their biochemistry, for their system right now, their constitution, that's not the right match. Other right. people can do yoga or go stand on grass and they're just like, oh my gosh, like I can just kind of take a breath here. Yeah. It's like, I can feel my lungs expand. My mind kind of slowed down a little bit. It was at a 10 just whirling and it went down to like a five. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, a big part of my work of all of these healthy discoveries, they mm-hmm. sound good and we hear them, 
but when you do them, what actually happens in your body? And that's what's important to pay attention to. And if what happens in your body is agitating or you don't like it, or it, it's like drudgery to, to even do it, Mm. then listen to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to do what, what actually feels good and what you want to then do again. And that's right. what you want to keep repeating. Yeah. It's not like a one size fits all kind of thing. Like, oh, everyone should just try this and it's going to be magic and work, work for everyone. Yeah. Exactly. And that's part, that's part of, you know, the mindfulness and the whole experiment and kind of curiosity about it. Right. Like, it's like finding a therapist. Not totally. everyone is going to be a match for you. <laughs> totally. What I find with gray area drinkers, myself included, is we're very good at, you know, so many of my clients are really high achieving professional women. Mm. Um, you know, they, they've got the education. They, they have a very impressive resume. Um, mm. They've gone to the retreats. They read the books. They listen to the podcast. And they'll say, I know this stuff. And they do know it. Right. Um, and they're very, very good at checking the box. You know, I did yoga, I, I meditated, I went to a spin class. And but I always say, but did you like it? And that always just kind of stops them in their tracks for a minute. Yeah, because the point is not to just do 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 and exhaust ourselves. So then it's the end of the day. And we're like, I did all this. Now I need a reward. The things right. that we're doing yeah. as we're adding in some of this nourishment, it should in and of itself feel like a reward. And if it doesn't feel like a reward, yeah. don't do it. Um, yeah. Because that's what we've been using alcohol for is because there is no reward there. Everything's just been like checking boxes right. and we're completely depleted. Yeah. Everything's been a task. Like when you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. And that's not fun. <laughs> we so need no wonder enjoy. We wanna, no wonder then we want to drink at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. That's so the work really is great. really to notice. Mm -hmm. And you have full permission to try something and say, I hated it. I say to clients, that's awesome. Like, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Yeah, amazing. Because women, again, want to... Um, you know, achieve and accomplish and, and mm -hmm. do the right thing. 
And there's, it doesn't help me to, to you know, to lie um, to me as your coach and say that you did yoga if you hated yoga. Tell me you hated it. Yeah. And then let's keep working together of finding something that your body actually doesn't hate, first of all. Yes. <laughs> and starts to feel good because often alcohol is the only thing that feels good. So we want to start to find, and, you know, these different practices absolutely can feel good, but we have to give our per- ourselves permission yeah. to to notice what feels good and what doesn't feel good and not feel like we have to like something just because all of Instagram likes something right now. Yeah. The next big trend has to be cool. Exactly. Oh, yes, that I love that. I I love love that. So where can people find you and and your programs? What do you what offerings do you have right now? So I work one-on-one with, with clients um, in monthly packages. So they can find me at uh, grayareadrinkers.com and click on coaching and find, find that page. I also have a self-paced uh, 30-day program called The Sober Choice. So all of my little tips and resources around things like insomnia or sugar or um, social situations, you know, when you're in that back and forth with, with drinking. So adding in this, the wellness wheel, the nourish aspect on all the, the pain points that happen with anxiety, with weight gain, um, that type of thing. And then I train um, other coaches and practitioners who want to work with gray area drinkers who want to offer gray area drinking coaching um, as oh. one of their offerings. I train others in a seven week program. And um, the next training will be February 2021. That's also on the grayareadrinkers.com website. Uh, you can check out that. There's, you know, the tabs under training for, for all that info. Fantastic. Jolene, I have one more question for you. What is one piece of advice or one tip you would give anyone who maybe, you know, thinks they're a gray area drinker and who wants to, to make some changes in their life? What is a tip you would give our listeners? Well, to listen to that. Mm. Um, I'm just such a big believer in our gut knows. And those little whispers mm-hmm. are really powerful whispers in in our body. Um, I work so much with the body first, because when we work with the body, then the mind starts to change. And so the, the body is giving us, you know, cr- um, clues all the time through cravings, through different desires, through different kind of things that pop in, in our mind, including like, I can't keep drinking like this. Mm-hmm. So, um, so listen to that first and, and foremost. And, you know, secondly, there's, um, so like we said at the beginning, so many resources, so many communities out there, mm-hmm. and resources that aren't drudgery, that aren't just another thing on your to do list, that actually you want to do again. Um, we live in a time with so many healthy discoveries, so many practitioners and practices and exercises and resources um, that can really be customizable for you that feel good. And mm-hmm. so it's a great time to stop drinking because of that, um, because of the offerings and the resources. And there's a huge just global community of amazing, amazing people. Um, and also what we said at the beginning, you're not alone at all yes. with this. Definitely. I love that. It is a great time to stop drinking. You're 100% correct. 
Yeah, you know, that. and again, I stopped in December, December 14th, 2014. Yeah. Um, there'll always be a time on the calendar of like, oh, it's the holidays or, oh, it's the summer or, oh, it's a really stressful time or there's, you know, friends coming. Like there's always going to, there's never kind of a good time to stop drinking, but any day of the year is an absolutely perfect time to stop yeah. drinking. So if you're listening, thinking it's the holidays, it's the perfect time to stop drinking. Every, exactly. every day is the perfect time. Yeah. And like, especially now with the pandemic, like you may not have to like see those relatives that stressed you out. So that kind of takes away a piece of the puzzle to slip in, maybe taking a course or trying a program or getting some coaching. Absolutely. You never know. Absolutely. How are you? How are you celebrating your sober, sober birthday, sober anniversary? You know, that is such a good question because I talk with clients about that all the time. I think it's so important to, to mark milestones. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I haven't put a lot of thought and I've got 14 <laughs> days to, to think about it. Um, my first year, I took a trip. I went to Big Sur, California to the oh. Oakland, which, which I love. That was yes. uh, my first year. I, you know, marked the big milestone. I've done things in the past, like, you know, with friends, had just kind of a, um, a girl's brunch Mm -hmm. to um to just kind of celebrate um yeah i don't uh, you know and i mean my preference would be travel but yeah. um i i'm, I'm not going to get on an airplane in the next 14 days so yeah, probably not yes i really need to think about that and and it'll probably be something around just being very conscious about kind of structuring a day and just probably taking the whole day off. Like what I said at the beginning, I'm doing kind of this real conscious rest yeah. and continuing with that and being very conscious of this is kind of my day. It's, you know, six years and, yeah. and like, what would be those things that would just be yummy and nourishing and a bit luxurious yes. to just take the whole day. Um, and, and planned for and total permission. And so, yeah, I'm going to think about it. I'll post, I'll post on Instagram, Ooh, probably what I end up. Yeah. I want to know, I want to know like luxurious things. I'm very much into like little treats. I don't know why perfume is just really turning me on these days. <laughs> Do you have a favorite that you would recommend? Yeah, actually. So I, I really like kind of more like muskier, like earthier scents. And there's this one that I always used to buy at Whole Foods. I know it's not fancy. I'm not a fancy girl. Um, and it's called Persian Garden. And I found it's by, oh, I'm going to probably butcher the name. I think it's Cumbia, Cumbia, something like that. Um, anyways, it's not expensive. It's like maybe $10 for a little like vial of it. But I found on their website that they have this big, whacking bottle and I'm like oh that is mine so I got that and um the the lotion so I'm gonna lo like layer the lotion and the oil and it is just so amazing like just sitting you know working away and you're like oof, 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 like getting little whiffs of it yeah oh <laughs> I'm gonna check out Whole Foods for that because yeah. that's like, yeah I, I love just kind of that kind of that luxury delicious kind of feminine Yes. Um, nurturing side of things. That's, yes. And to be really conscious about taking some time for yeah. that. And smells, it's like, it's so easy. Like it's, it's easy to forget and it's easy to kind of for, like take for granted the little like smells. But, you know, when you just smell something so 
just yummy and just like it piques your interest you're like instantly like ooh, like you just spark up a little bit and it's so easy to forget that just little little thing that little sense uh sense that you just kind of I mean I have been taking for granted yeah I really have yeah and especially over quarantine I'm like oh I'm not gonna see anyone like why bother putting on perfume it's for me, you know, even like moving my wrists and just little wafts. I just find that it really, I don't know, it just adds a little extra to my day. And like you said, like you were, we were talking about, you know, these little tiny sparks of joy and, and little things that you enjoy throughout your day. So you don't have to like turn off and numb out or treat yourself at the end of the day with glasses or bottles. For me, it was bottles of, of wine. You know, yeah. it's just really paying attention to that. So, yeah. And I know for myself and with clients too, it's the little things that make the big difference when yes. we do them consistently. Yes. Um, because again, we want to just bite off everything and do, and it's like this big accomplishment, but then it's overwhelming. And yeah. so it's that little thing, like just a really good scent. Mm -hmm. um, and there's data on this too. I mean, this goes back to the grounding that when we work with our five senses, so things we can, you know, a smell that's, that's really nice, a sounds mm. using different music and vibration and sound, um, taste. So, you know, we need all, yes. we need like kind of a pungent taste, salty taste, sour, sweet, yeah. um, that isn't like candy, you know, I mean, there's in nature, like there's food that, that has all these different kind of distinct tastes that are very satisfying. Mm -hmm. um, and then touch is oh, and then uh, visual. Oh, so yeah. coming back to our senses, finding sense that are the smell that we like the sound that we like all of that really helps ground the nervous mm -hmm. system in just and it's a simple little repeatable thing that helps tremendously every day. Yeah. Isn't that true? Like in any kind of like relationship, it's the little things that will either, you know, bring you together or t eventually tear you apart. Usually it's not like a big, you know, extravagant thing that like bonds you forever or breaks you apart forever. It's yeah. the little kind of things that really either stitch you together or unravel you. Yeah. And even with drinking, mm -hmm. you know, like we would think that it's the big kind of crisis. Yes. But um, often it's just like there wasn't any kind of remarkable thing that day, but I just drank. Yeah. And so it is. And, and I, you know, a, a big part of my work is, is this philosophy of coming back to the basics, like how I'm just fascinated with hydration right now. <laughs> yes. It's so interesting. Yeah. Um, like I've always known it as a nutritionist, but I'm, I've been kind of following some people and studying it, but it's the basics yeah. of just staying hydrated. And like, it doesn't matter what we're talking about, anxiety, depression, sleep, weight, anything. Yeah. Um, the power of having, because most people like 90% of people are mildly dehydrated, but it's the basics. It's the basics mm. of, you know, our coming back to our senses, um, yeah. just kind of like regular sleeping, what you started with, you know, a regular bedtime, a regular wake time yeah. and working with so many people, hundreds of people over the years, even in corporate, um, you know, th they read all the, all the latest trends, but when you talk with people, they're not doing the basics. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, that's why like, when you go to a hospital, doesn't matter what's going on with you, they hydrate you. Exactly. Right off the bat. 
like, like it's yeah it's, it's wait, and you know and I guess you asked me kind of what would my um advice be of, of people kind of thinking about this or feeling like they're in the gray area and you know yeah. I would say that uh, go back to the basics don't discount it like we yeah. keep thinking it's like the magic kind of secret sauce you know hidden under the rock yes and it's really just go back and evaluate the basics mm. um moving and breathing and hydrating and and it's honestly really fascinating. Like it, it, it initially sounds like, oh, I roll, you know, this is, this yeah. is just, boring. but it's like, it's not like watch the movie, you know, earthing the science of grounding. Yeah. You'll be so inspired. Like when we, when we really like one of the most fascinating medical um, functional nutrition lectures I ever listened to was an MD and he lectured for an hour about broccoli and it was fascinating like the chemical breakdown and what is just innately in there we could never make in a lab that's in broccoli and it was it was just mind-blowing fascinating because we're like oh yeah yeah I roll you know eat your vegetables yeah but when you really get into the kind of the geeky stuff about like vegetables and hydration and the earth it's so inspiring it's like oh my gosh like that's where it's that it's been that simple piece right in front of me all along the basic whoa Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Jolene, thank you so much for taking your time to share your experience and your wisdom with us. I really, really appreciate it. It's been so oh, great talking you're to you. You're welcome. It's so good to meet you. And so, yes. so fun to chat. How fantastic is Jolene? She is such a wealth of information. As always, thank you so much for your love and support. I couldn't do this without you. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, leave your feedback at the podcast. We love to hear your comments and support. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girl's Guide and the blog. Don't forget about the blog. We have your holidays covered. We have a fantastic holiday guide full of mocktails, non-alcoholic options, and also sober swag holiday gifts. Head to a sobergirlsguide.com now. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.